0: Good evening, everyone, to this full moon of Capricorn. The group of servers has a special opportunity this evening for this first full moon of the new year to meditate together at the exact time of the full moon, which will be in about 40 minutes. We should recognize the significance of this opportunity to cooperate with the plans of hierarchy and the Christ in service to humanity because that is really the whole reason we meet together at the time of the full moon, to create together a channel of energy through which the higher energies can flow outward into the center of humanity, thereby aiding the hierarchy in their world work. Today is also known, what is known in the Christian calendar as Epiphany, the day when the three wise men from the East, or probably more accurately, the three masters, visited the Christ child, symbolically recognizing his imminent role as the world savior. In the Eastern Christian tradition, epiphany is also known as theophany, a term used to describe a personal encounter with a deity or an event where the manifestation of a deity occurs in an observable way. The three masters who made the pilgrimage to honor and recognize the new world savior were guided by the celestial event referred to as the star of Bethlehem. Probably a highly visible conjunction of planets and stars predicted and known by the hierarchy of masters. When someone has an epiphany, it is a sudden and usually unexpected realization of important significance and meaning. It is akin to an opening or a flash of light, which enables a problem or situation to be understood by the brain in a new and deeper way. <clears throat> Excuse me. Surely the three masters understood the significance and deity of the baby before them and what his future role would be. They rededicated themselves to, the, to his service. And stood secure in the knowledge that the divine plan was unfolding and that salvation for a lost humanity would soon arrive. When entering the course of occult training, most of us probably expected that flashes of brilliant light leading to epiphanies would be a regular occurrence. So when we are then so then we are disappointed when this doesn't happen. What we eventually come to realize is that the occult path is not a series of vivid revelations, but a slow and arduous process of putting one step in front of the next in a steady and plodding manner of a fixed determination and constant perseverance that has to last for the long haul. The climb up the mountain of initiation is difficult, often dangerous, and full of unexpected challenges and obstacles and due preparation must be made prior to attempting the ascent. By the time the aspirant is ready to begin the climb, he or she has gone through the drastic preparatory testing of Scorpio and emerged as the triumphant disciple. She has learned that humility opens the door to success on the spiritual path, and that humble kneeling before the face of seemingly impossible challenges is the key to overcoming them. Then in Sagittarius, the flat plains of earth are crossed and the distant goal is sensed, then seen. A reorientation and a rededication to the spiritual life has occurred, and there's now no going back. No earthly object or desire attracts or distracts the disciple as the cumbersome baggage of material obligations gradually drops away. After all, No one can successfully make an arduous climb weighed down by encumbrances that are unnecessary and often unwanted. As we prepare ourselves for our work in meditation shortly and begin to build the group tension, let us remember who we are and why we are here. To build together a lighted field through which hierarchical energies can freely flow, thereby serving humanity as well as the great ones who guide and guard the fourth kingdom. We will say the mantra of the disciple with a laser focus on its meaning and power. I am a point of light within a greater light. I am a strand of loving energy within the stream of love divine. I am a point of sacrificial fire, focused within the fiery will of God, and thus I stand. I am a way by which men may achieve. I am a source of strength, enabling them to stand. I am a beam of light, shining upon their way, and thus I stand. And standing thus revolve. And tread this way, the ways of men, and know the ways of God, and thus I stand. Oh. Capricorn is a sign of extremes exhibiting the most dense materiality and the highest spiritual aspiration for the individual who is polarized in the world of matter and form the experience in Capricorn stimulates a driving ambition to achieve personal and material power to control others and the world around them for their own gratification and satisfaction of desires. Desire is the great motivator, and when it drives the entity towards the fulfillment of personal and separative goals, the selfishly polarized individual begins to enter the left-hand path, repudiating not only the hierarchy, but the soul and its lighted energies as well. He is unknowingly contributing to the efforts of the lords of materiality who control, currently, much of humanity. But this is an evolving situation because after some time, the drive for personal ambition and material power leaves the aspirant weary of constantly seeking satisfaction from actions or objects that can never feed the soul. He is attracted to the light and then turns toward it while beginning to feel the presence of a higher light, urging him to move beyond the lure of form and to seek the life of the soul. Of the spirit now it is spiritual aspiration that drives and inspires him he begins to perceive the suffering in the world that no amount of money or possessions can alleviate and feels called to help the sense of responsibility is emerging and thus begins the ascent and the first steps toward the higher way are taken One can learn much about the energies of Capricorn by looking at videos of mountain goats. As they leap from point to point, it is as if their feet are magnetically attracted to the earth. Their sure-footedness on steep, rocky mountain sides and their ability to balance on precarious edges is impressive. Their strength and stamina push them forward. They find food and water in the most barren places and don't seem to be bothered by nasty weather or cold. Self-sufficient and sure, they know where they are and where they're going. Capricorn is conditioned primarily by the energies of the planet Saturn, the planet of discipleship, which we are told is one of the most potent of the four lords of karma. No one can escape the requirements of karma, and most people, are busy working out their own individual karma slowly and painfully over many lives so that eventually the soul stands free to move ahead on the path of initiation. There is also group or collective karma conditioned by Saturn. And in order for humanity to be able to mount the fixed cross and walk the path of discipleship, the so-called negative karma must be faced and worked out. In this regard, humanity has a lot to do to clean up the karmic debt it has created over centuries, especially in the wealthier countries who use the most material resources. The cruelties and abuse that ruling colonial powers inflicted on vulnerable populations is still affecting these underserved groups in many places in the world. The legacy of slavery and its aftermath is nowhere near being resolved. And in many places, slavery still exists in certain forms, such as indentured labor and holding women and young people in bondage for prostitution. Restitution still has not occurred toward the populations that have been devastated as a result of genocide. And in some places, this devastation continues. Humanity has treated the earth and its creatures with greed and avarice, resulting in air pollution, poisoned waters and soils, and now the very real threat of climate change. We are destroying the lungs of the planet and seemingly moving ourselves quickly toward extinction. How is an individual to respond to the necessity of karmic balancing? How can governments and civic groups or individuals help mitigate the obligations of karma? How can the practice of occult meditation help to clean the karmic slate? Although much of what has been created is destructive, there are doubtless millions of people all over the world who are working to clean up the environment and make restitution for group karmic wrongs. These are the group, the new group of world servers, who are beginning to make the climb onto the mountain of initiation and who have put aside their own personal interests in favor of serving the larger whole. They are turning their backs on materialism and many of them are consciously seeking the life of the soul and of spiritual activity. Many of them have realized that the possession and the consequent encumbrances of owning things holds no spiritual satisfaction and they are well on the road to facing the dweller on the threshold with confidence that the battle will be successful and the angel will prevail. As we move more firmly into the Aquarian era, the process of group work and group initiation is becoming more real and apparent. Esoteric and spiritually oriented groups meet everywhere and work together to help solve the problems of humanity. In every field of work, In every profession and in every part of the world, there can be found people who recognize the light of the angel and are moving toward it with care, deliberation and spiritual purpose. They have crossed the plains of earth, reached a distant goal and begun the climb. A new cycle of effort has been activated, which is characterized by struggle, strain, and the kind of striving that cannot be weakened by the temptations of materiality, or as DK puts it, the fight with the forces native to the underworld. For these have been left behind. The group is on its upward way. The Tibetan comments that in 1936, the work of the new group of world servers was phenomenally greater than at any previous time, that this effort enabled the hierarchy to make a step forward that was unprecedented in its experience. It was the intense desire for light expressed by the world aspirants that made this closer approach possible. We can imagine then that the world aspirants and disciples were already on the upward way and the clouds of glamor and illusion so close to earth were to them giving way to a clearer light as they made their way up the mountain of initiation. These individuals would not have been visible to the world, but the effort still evoked a strong response from the fifth kingdom. We can imagine this is happening even more so today as more and more people turn to the life of the soul and spiritual seeking. The Tibetan was also keenly aware in the years leading up to and including World War II of the chaotic and dangerous conditions under which the world aspirants had to work. And yet on they worked and on they climbed with courage and fortitude. An example of a more widely visible effort was on August 14, 1941, when the disciples President Franklin Roosevelt and Prime Minister Winston Churchill met in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean to formulate the eight points in the document now known as the Atlantic Charter. This document was intended to set out what they hoped would be the basic principles of the coming world order. Some of which according to the Tibetan were a rearrangement of human life that the higher spiritual values may prevail, a simpler mode of life may be instituted, a greater freedom be established and a wider responsibility be shouldered by every man. One could debate whether these principles were actually put into place as intended, but there is no doubt that now a general sense of responsibility is apparent among people of goodwill everywhere and that spiritual values are becoming more mainstream. The planet Pluto governs the processes of regeneration, transformation, death, and rebirth, and affects large groups of people. it can can stimulate a sudden but permanent change of perspective and conditions whole generations. Pluto entered Capricorn in December 2008 and will fully enter Aquarius in early 2024, thereby infusing this 16-year period with the Capricornian qualities of deep materialism on the one hand and intense spiritual striving on the other. The growth of the mindfulness movement in every field during this time has been explosive. And now meditation in schools, law offices, and even the military is a common practice. Conversely, material acquisitiveness has never been more visible. Think of the housing bubble and the subsequent crash in 2008 when ordinary people lost their homes while financial professionals reaped obscene profits. Reports differ as to who is the richest person in the world while millions live in poverty and hunger. The world economy is dangerously out of balance. And yet the group moves forward on the upward way, slowly and steadily gaining altitude and getting closer as a group to the summit of spiritual achievement. As height is gained, the clouds and mists of earth weaken and dissipate into the air, rendering the glamours and illusions previously conditioning the group to be powerless. The atmosphere becomes more rarefied and the group is stimulated with fresh bursts of a new kind of energy. The vibratory rate increases and the group moves as if electrified and indeed it is. Sight becomes clear expanded, and the vistas open to a wider view and a fresh perspective, more inclusive vision of the initiate. What is really happening is that the group is growing ever more radioactive, becoming more unified, and beginning to be ready to enter the gate of initiation together. The ascent continues. Within the pioneering group, moving forward together with humility and gratitude. The quality of radioactivity will grow and will empower the group to have a magnetic effect on all whom they contact. The demonstrated radioactivity will release the light in others and will become, quote, a stimulator of the heart center in his brother and one who arouses men into activity for others. Standing in the light supernal, The group has now reached the final portal and the entrance to the summit of initiation. Its achieved radioactivity knows all life to be one and all energies, planetary or extraplanetary, to be related and interconnected. The transfiguration has been undergone and the vision of the rivers and streams of light that circulate within the light supernal is imprinted on the group. The summit has been reached, and now there is nowhere further to go but down. The group must go back down the mountain to become the world server in Aquarius. The work is never finished. Let us prepare for our group meditation, and the exact time will be in 18 minutes. The seed thought we'll be working with is... Lost am I in light supernal, yet on that light, I turn my back. Keynote of the full moon approach to the hierarchy. He who faces the light and stands within its radiance is blinded to the issues of the world of men. He passes on the lighted way to the great center of absorption. But he who feels the urge to pass that way, yet loves his brother on the darkened path, revolves upon the pedestal of light and turns the other way. He faces towards the dark, and then the seven points of light within himself transmit the outward streaming light And lo, the face of those upon the darkened way receives that light. For them, the way is not so dark. Behind the warriors, twixt the light and dark, blazes the light of hierarchy. Letting in the light. Group fusion we affirm the fact of group fusion and integration within the heart center of the new group of world servers, mediating between hierarchy and humanity. I am one with my group brothers and all that I have is theirs. May the love which is in my soul pour forth to them. May the strength which is in me lift and aid them. May the thoughts which my soul creates reach and encourage them. Alignment. We project a line of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy of the planet, the planetary heart, the great ashram of Sanat Kumara, and towards the Christ at the heart of hierarchy. Extend the line of light towards Shambhala, the center where the will of God is known. The Higher Interlude. Hold the contemplative mind open to the extraplanetary energies streaming into Shambhala and radiated through hierarchy. Using the creative imagination. Endeavor to see the three planetary centers, Shambhala, hierarchy, and humanity, gradually coming into alignment and interplay. Meditation on the Seed Thought for Capricorn Lost am I in light supernal Yet on that light I turn my back Precipitation. Using the creative imagination, visualize the energies of light, love, and the will to good, pouring throughout the planet and becoming anchored on earth in prepared physical plane centers through which the plan can manifest. Use the sixfold progression of divine love as the sequence of energy precipitation. Shambhala hierarchy, the Christ, the group of world servers, men and women of goodwill everywhere in the world and physical centers of distribution. Lower interlude. Refocus the consciousness as a group within the periphery of the great ashram. Sound the affirmation. In the center of all love I stand. From that center, I, the soul, will outward move. From that center, I, the one who serves, will work. May the love of the divine self be shed abroad in my heart, through my group, and throughout the world. Visualize the downpouring spiritual inflow released from Shambhala through the hierarchy and streaming into humanity through the prepared channel. Consider how these inpouring energies are establishing the pathway of light for the coming world teacher, the Christ. Distribution, as the great invocation is sounded, visualize the outpouring of light and love and power from the spiritual hierarchy through the five planetary inlets, London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, Tokyo, irradiating the consciousness of the whole human race. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide the little wills of men, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the race of men, let the plan of love and light work out. <clears throat> oh <clears> Oh <throat> mm-hmm. Thank you, everyone. And excuse the throat interference, I have a little cold here. A few announcements. The next new moon meeting will be on Friday, January 20th at six o'clock. And the next full moon meeting will be Saturday, February 4th at 3 p.m., And we invite anyone to come to the headquarters of the Lucis Trust as meetings are now taking place in person as well as on Zoom. Thank you so much and good evening.